And again, we are anxiously awaiting your phone calls or text messages, any kind of a home improvement question you may have in mind. Uh, just call or text 651-461-9226. Good morning to you, Andy Lindis. Good morning, Denny. How are you today? I'm doing well. Good to hear your Good voice day. once again this week. And uh, tell us uh, what, the, what what things were like with Lindis Construction this past week. What kind of things were you going know, on? It's uh, full steam ahead. Uh, it was another good week uh, of getting things installed. Uh, every estimator uh, was uh, marketably busy, so uh, full schedules all around. It's, uh, it's that's way. Hopefully, we get this uh, this way the rest of the year. So, you name it: siding, windows, roofing, decking, interior remodeling. Uh, every crew is uh, is working right now, and and uh, as many Saturdays and as much overtime as you want to put in, it's available. Okay, I'll be there. You don't want yes. me to. You don't, Come on me, in, Denny. You, don't want, you don't want me measuring once and cutting twice. I mean, you don't want me to do that. Um, hey, they'll take uh, you. <laughs> you'll train me. Actually, realistically, I mean, when you when you do hire people who really want to learn the trades, um, young people, let's say, coming out of high school or maybe in a high school, what is the process? Because I know you've addressed that situation before with Lindis. Uh, is that still going on? I mean, you welcome people like that? Always. Um, we're getting a lot more young people, it seems like, wanting to look at this avenue as a career. Um, you know, not to, just if you look back at the last five years, whether it's a downturn in the economy, um, a worldwide pandemic, you know, remodeling seems to be a pretty steady way of earning a living. And, you know, Denny, one thing uh, we were discussing earlier this week um done uh, had all of uh, the production uh, managers so the head of our roofing department window department siding leaf guard everyone was in in one room and we were discussing and and uh, and you know we we also have a software company called uh, contractor flow it's a software made for for contractors to help them run their companies and for us it's easier to hire a developer and a web developer or a somebody that does coding than it is a true craftsman um, or a carpenter or somebody that wants to wear a tool belt or is skilled wearing a tool belt. Um, we, it's easier for us to find those 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 types of people. That's why we've always trained and and we we try to show people, young people, an avenue where there's a legitimate chance if if you do what we tell you tell you to do. That, that that making that you know seventy five to one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars before you're thirty years old in the skills is a doable thing. And when you start to think about what the cost of college is, you really better have a plan. And and I and the 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 more conversations I have with young people nowadays, it seems like we're better at having a plan. We know why we're paying to go to school. Like there's if you do know that, not that you have to have everything figured out when you're eighteen. I just think that if there's a plan. And then there's a lot of avenues for education in America right now where it doesn't have to cost you thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. So if you really want to figure out what to do in life, I think maybe there's better options than just going to college. And 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 when we show people what those are, it seems like we're we're, we're getting more and more to choose that route. And it's a lot of fun for us. We've been able to grow steadily over the last three years now, Denny. Uh, the builders' associations around the country host uh, Build Minnesota, Build Wisconsin, Build Iowa, where young people and schools from all around the area 
bring bring young people to this area where they can try out driving a, a backhoe or other big machinery or roofing or siding or anything in the trades. There's a booth there where you can talk to somebody that does it, talk about what a living or what a career in that division would look like, and you get to actually use the tools and, and, and go about installing it. And, you know, I don't know, Denny, um, our industry changes constantly. There's always new materials to work with, always new tools to work with, and, uh, and, and every house has its little quirks. So the discovery process and investigating, there's a lot of things to really like about our industry, and I, I think we're getting more and more young people to choose it. That's really good news. That's great to hear. You know, from time to time, in fact, you alluded to it in re- in recent shows that, uh, uh, like, you test different products, you you and Linda's Construction. Is mm-hmm. there anything in the wings that you can kind of tease us about, anything you're looking at, whether it's windows or siding? The millboard siding product. Well, tell us. Can you tell us it, about that? Uh, you know, it looks more like a longboard. Uh, we installed some of this longboard on my brother's house. It's a, it's an aluminum product. Uh, you see it a lot on commercial buildings where it can look more like a, where you have to install like a rain screen underneath it. Um, but it looks just like the decking. And it, when I when I say that, meaning like the old weathered wood look. So we have some coming into our uh, office, and we're going to install the vertical uh, part of uh, of it and the horizontal siding. So you you got your the 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 type of millboard siding that looks like board and batten, and then your standard uh, lap siding. And so we're going to be able to install it both. It's a very stable product, but uh, if it's anything like the decking, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's it's a little bit cheaper than some of the aluminum products, but still. It's going to be marketably more than like what an LP smart side is, and uh, but we're we're excited again. Just in the testing phases, we haven't even installed a job yet. We're going to be installing it on a couple of our own houses. One, um, we've tested the actual material. We haven't even installed a job yet. We're going to be installing it on a couple of our own houses. One, um, we've tested the actual material enough on decking where I'm comfortable with it. Now I just need to get comfortable with the install techniques. And once we do that, I think uh, as far as products that will be showing customers within a couple of weeks, I would I would anticipate we're starting to show customers that. Now, a new tool, thanks to my little brother Adam and the good folks at Milwaukee, um, that I'm pretty excited about. And I've had the air compressor before, their cordless air compressor. I have one of those. But my brother uh, picked up for a, uh, an early Father's Day present for all of us a, in a Milwaukee inflator. So it's uh, the, the M18 battery is what it uses. So I would use anywhere from a 6 to a 12-volt battery or a 12-amp battery on it. And you set whatever the PSI and whatever tire you're trying to inflate is on the machine, plug it in, you can walk away from it, and it will stop when it hits that PSI. Oh, I like it's that. It's all portable. Yeah, you know, how many tires I've taken off of tractors and lawnmowers and, and other equipment to get it to where the air compressor is? Never again, Denny. This thing is... Uh, it's about weighs about what a laptop does. So no kidding. Light. Yeah, I would I would anticipate that the, the battery weighs if you use a twelve amp battery, the battery will weigh just as much as the actual tool itself. Well, you know, some bicycle tires uh, you can put in like eighty pounds. I mean, how high? What kind of psi are we talking about with that machine? You know, um, I tested it on a truck, and it inflated the truck tire. So. Mm-hmm. I would anticipate that uh, if, if and it was a it was a three quarter ton truck, so okay. if, uh, if it can if it can get after that weight, I would anticipate it being able to do much uh, uh, most most any any project that you have out there. You might have to change batteries, but this uh, this tool works. 
What a neat sounding. And that's is that lightweight? It is. Super lightweight and carried anywhere, wow. easy to pack. It's small, so being able to keep it in your in your truck and travel with it. That's a it's a you know, Denny, for, for us in the trades, we we end up parking next to dumpsters a lot. And you know what's next to dumpsters all the time? Screws. I would uh, oh, I would yeah. bet that the, the two full time mechanics at Linux Instruction spend I don't know. They probably plug five to ten tires a week. So you know, having 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 little tools like this can uh, can really cut down on uh, on stop time. You know, if uh, and your vehicle is not working, you got to spend two hours fixing your tire, and now you just have the little compressor in the back. Might might be the what gets you home and gets the job done. And that's available to the public. Yes, sir. All right. I'll be dropping some hints real soon. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'll tell you what. I'm getting a signal. We need to take a quick break here. Uh, Any kind of a home improvement question, come on. You can call us or uh, text us either way, 651-461-9226. That's the Home Improvement Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good Saturday morning to you. Don't forget Father's Day tomorrow. I should say uh, happy Father's Day early to you, Andy Lindis. I'm sure they have big surprises for you, your family. <laughs> well, yes, I'm <laughs> sure they do. We kind of know uh, yeah, we're going to go up and uh, spend some time with the old man. Well, and, that's good. Uh, see what see what he's got cooking up there. You know, I was you... uh, on the break there. I heard uh, Mr. DeRussia do a uh, a spot for the Minnesota. Port Gores one. Um, if you got to do an endorsement spot, I, I think bacon has got to be about the top of the list of what you want to endorse. <laughs> to remember, my first memory I have of my dad is him giving mouth to mouth to to baby pigs as they were born. They were they were still born and and getting them to come back alive because that was, you know, that's where where my dad started. We were pig farmers and he was doing siding and, right. and decks on the side and and uh, I'm still. Like where where I'm sitting right now is where the old pig barn was. I live in the house I grew up in, and uh, you know uh, my brothers and I reminisce on on a regular basis about riding the the the, the pigs as we were <laughs> young kids, and and it was uh, mid '80s. Dad sold all the pigs, and and because uh, he was making a lot more money siding houses than he was uh, doing pigs at that time. But I still have one of the tools in my uh, tool chest that we used to uh, trim the uh, the little piglets' tails when they were born. No kidding, you still. <laughs> Yeah. Now, do you uh, you still like bacon? You still? Uh, I thought you were going to say you still have one of the pigs. I thought, boy, that's an old nope, pig. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. No, they're gone. It, but uh, yeah, no that's matter right. how well, long you, we had the pigs, I think I'd still like the the bacon. Although my uh, son's wife raised pigs, and uh, it was a little off putting when we bought one of the pigs from her, and she told us the name of the pig was Kevin. So every time we ate, we had <laughs> Kevin Bacon, and that which uh, is uh, I, oh, we, we stopped naming <laughs> the pigs after that. Uh, of course, Kevin is your dad. Uh, please, uh, for all of us here at CCO, wish your dad a happy Father's Day too, when you uh, when you see him. Uh, we, uh, by the way, for those that are joining us, and we always get new listeners here on the show. Uh, Lindus Construction, L I N D U S. I haven't spelled it for a while. Is still a family run business, right? It is still all yeah. family run. It's getting to be rare and rare. It seems like uh, the longer I'm staying in this industry, the more corporations own. Uh, own a lot of these uh, construction companies, and seems like these manufacturers are all getting to be pushed under one or you know two umbrellas yeah. out there. So it's uh, staying family-owned and, and operated is something we're going to do for a long time. Good deal. Our phone number is also our text number, 651-461-9226. Let's grab a phone call. Paul is calling in, believe it or not, from Phoenix, Arizona, because it's a dry heat. 
Paul, what's your question for Andy? Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, hear, we can hear you now. Okay, I'm not... Uh... Hmm. No, we can't. We're Down having some issues. Yeah, it's like a delay. Paul, call us back. Hang up, call us back. We uh, we'd like to hear what you what you have to say. Again, six five one four six one nine two two six. Have a bunch of text messages as well while uh, Paul is getting ready to uh, call us back. Uh, listener Andy wants to know what are your thoughts about installing sol- uh, solar panels. What do you think about that? Uh, well, depending on uh, when the payback is and how much money you're going to have up front in it, I would do the math uh, on them. And uh, not all solar panels are created equal. Um, they are getting less and less expensive, but I have yet to find a really good system to offer here in the Twin Cities. GAF is working on some things, and we were hopeful that it would be available this year, but it's going to be next year before they have all the kinks worked out of uh, their, their solar thing for the, the Minnesota area. Okay, very good. Another text says this, My next-door neighbor in Minneapolis had her roof re-shingled a few days ago and they installed half-inch OSB over the existing roof boards. The installers stapled the plywood to the roof boards. Is that legal, they ask? When I had this done to my roof, it said it was nailed. Uh, What's the difference? How would you reply to that? No, they can use staples. It's okay okay there. Yep. Not Um, a problem. New construction, uh, and I texted uh, the you know the the Dusty, the head of my roofing department, uh, on the break when it, when I saw the thing, and he says a uh, new construction the use staples more often than not that he's seen out there, and uh, in order to bring up the OSB with the staples in it, you end up breaking the OSB. So sounds like it's okay. We had a question deferred to this show uh, from the Garden Show about a lot of. Uh, um, stuff falling from the trees, it turns out to be it's more than just sap. It's, it's uh, you know, critters, insect stuff uh, mm-hmm. that evidently made some decks pretty stick, uh, sticky. So we thought we'd address it uh, on this show. What, what would you suggest how to clean? I guess it depends. Would it depend if it's a uh, wood deck or a uh, low-maintenance deck? What, 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 how would you clean something like that? You know, um some of that gunk with a wood deck, being that it's a little bit more porous, can actually get into the wood. And so if you don't address it sooner than later, you might end up having to stand or it could actually stain the deck. Um, when in, it's any type of the composite material, uh, just some some soap with a good bristle brush and then uh, get after it and then spray it off, you should should be okay. Um, that's the nice part with either the, the millboard or the AZAC material. That, that can happen. Again, we, we've talked about it before, the uh, an electric pressure washer that that you use and and what i was able to do being that i have samples and had some extra decking i tested it on decking that wasn't attached to the house pieces i would be okay if i wrecked with a pressure washer to find out how what is the maximum psi and setting and how close i can get the nozzle to the millboard or the asic material before it starts to harm that material and then i just know i can be a little bit more mindless as i'm starting to clean the exterior of my house when when i use that because i've tested it and and know that it's not going to be enough pressure to wreck anything. Yeah, it's a smart thing to do. Tell you what, Andy, let's grab a phone call. I think Sherry is calling in from St. Paul this morning. Sherry, good morning. What is your question for Andy? Hi, good morning. I purchased a 1940, uh, 1944 Rambler, 
And the metal soffits were uh, placed on the house when I bought it, and I learned that the original wooden soffits were not Mm -hmm. removed, so the ventilation is not occurring properly to the attic. Mm -hmm. And they're perfectly fine metal soffits, so I am reluctant to hire someone to come and redo all of that. My question is, is as a DIY project, can we remove, slide out the current metal soffits and just make holes in the old wooden soffits right above where the, that would align with the metal vent? Or do we have to remove all of that wooden soffit in order well, for the ventilation to occur? If um, one, and this might help you out a little bit, but with just like a, a carpenter pencil, as you remove that soffit, label them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That way you know um, if the stack gets knocked over or whatever, because th- those are all cut to size for that area. Okay. I know it all looks like yeah. it's the same width um, if the stack gets knocked over or whatever, because th- those are all cut to size for that area. Okay. I know it all looks like yeah. it's the same width. But there's a reason why we only mm-hmm. cut three at once because that width is going to change. So okay. that that'll help as you remove it. It's a metal metal soft. It is a removable thing. But what I would do okay. is then take a a skill saw and I would cut a, a continuous lane all the way down the wood of the the old wood soffit. As much of that wood oh, soffit okay. as you possibly can cut out. You can cut all that yeah. out because there's nothing attaching. The, 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 the metal soffit isn't going to attach that. And that's typically what we do uh, before we install any type of our, like our hidden vent metal soffit. We're going to cut out that entire soffit thing. Unfortunately, this is a, something we see all the time, Denny. Imagine mm-hmm. this. like you, you, you pay all this money, and a good soffit and fascia crew might cost you know 40 to $60 a foot to have it installed. And it's, there's a vent every 16 inches on a center vent soffit, which is typically what you see. Ours is hidden vent, so it's continuously vented the whole way. And now your you, your old vents on there, sometimes they don't even take off the old metal vents that are there. So you have this, it looks nice, but it's only venting in two spots on maybe a 50-foot run, where mm. if it was done properly, what, like has this, this customer or homeowner found out, it should be venting in that entire 50 feet. So... Um, it's a doable thing. Probably can be accomplished on on a Saturday. Just uh, the scaffolding and, and, and the ladder setup, things of that nature. If you're not comfortable doing it, it might be best left up to a professional. Very good. Andy, let's take a break. Have a look at that uh, forecast that looks like we're going to have another hot week coming up. But uh, stay with us. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, we're going to grab some text, too, when we come back. You can call Andy. You can text Andy. Whatever works for you. 651-461-9226. It's the Home Improvement Show here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. Denny Long here along with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. You need some help from Lindis, give them a call, 844-9-LINDIS, easiest number to remember. Or uh, check them out online at lindisconstruction.com. Andy, we have a bunch of text messages, and we certainly welcome those and uh, phone calls, too. If you prefer to ask your home improvement question by phone, 
or text either one six five one four six one nine two two six. Listener wants to know a uh, good question. What is the process when there is a difference between what a contractor charges and what an insurance company wants to pay? And you've seen that a few times. Well, that's a um, it's a really hard question to answer because it really depends on the service that is getting done on your house um, and the insurance company that you have. Now, like sometimes it's not available to install exactly what you have in your house, so it's a step up, and sometimes that can become an argument with uh, with an insurance company. What I always tell people is, as you go through this process, one, everyone thinks that they hit the lotto. Two, no one ever wants to do it again. So just always keep those things in mind. And, and the third thing I always, the, 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 if you keep those first two things in mind, then the third thing is it's a time to maybe upgrade and increase the value of my home. Try to take all of the emotion out of it, put it all down on paper, and you should be able to find out that, that for it's, you can upgrade some pretty awesome things in your home and increase the value and have the insurance company pay for 75% of it. So for me, that's a win. If I can upgrade and it's only costing me 25% of what it would have cost and it's increasing the value of my home, it's going to make it easier to sell. I, you know, I, I think uh, I, would, I would explore all of those options, but it really does depend. Sometimes the insurance company takes our estimate and pays it. Sometimes it's 10, 20% more. And, and it really does depend. If you don't have a class four shingle and you're upgrading to a class four shingle, obviously there's going to be some out-of-pocket expense there. Now, having said that, think about this, Denny. They, like the, the way of insurance deductibles and the way they're going, I would anticipate over the next five years, you're going to see a lot of deductibles where it's a percentage of the value of the home. There's already some in the, in the, in the upper Midwest here. Like some of my clients have deductibles like this. So imagine this, say it's a 5% deductible of your, of your home's value. Well, if your home's valued at 700,000, Denny, that's that's three hundred and fifty. That's that's thirty five thousand dollars is where your deductible is going to be. Oh, ouch. so that's 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 a lot of money. And and five percent's the highest one I've ever ever seen. Um, a lot of them are in that one to three percent. But even said so that, like a ten thousand dollar deductible is going to be a doable thing. So think, even if the if this new class four roof right now costs you five six thousand dollars more than what the insurance company is paying you right now. That can save you ten grand down the road or more because you don't have to replace the roof. One thing I'm, I'm confident of, our Glenwood Shingle, hundreds of roofs inspected last year by insurance adjusters, by people that work at Linda's Construction, and a third-party drone company that we use that, that has software that the AI automatically picks up hail dings. Hundreds of Glenwood roofs have been flown with that drone, and we haven't found damage yet. So I'm, I'm really confident that that those 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 shingles if any shingle can withstand hail those are the ones that are going to do it so i i always tell people if you can now's the time to upgrade but getting a denny it's 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 such a wide variety there's there's you know hundreds of insurance companies hundreds of different projects that happen if you looked at the 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 price list on exactimate now most of the insurance companies use Xactimate for so that that or so like a, there is a a way to figure out what the average is. But I don't know about you, Denny. When I when I talk about home improvements, the last thing I'll ever want to be is average. Uh, you're absolutely right. I I was thinking uh, in fact a couple of uh, questions from listeners 
You mentioned a class four shingle. Uh, do most companies use those, or what is no. a class four shingle? And and do uh, does it vary what part of the country you live in as far as weather uh, goes, or is that universal? Class four is like the best anywhere. It, you know, um, it's a it's a universal around the country, and it has to do with the testing of like a two inch ball drop from X amount of feet, whether it's not going to break the mat or not. One thing I like about the Glenwood shingle being that so thick, it it really doesn't mar as much as as some of the other shingles. So even marring can happen. So aesthetically, it can take away from the look of the shingle, but if it doesn't break the mat, it's not technically a damaged shingle. Something that you have to work out. Class 3 shingles will mar a little bit more and show the hail damage, but they won't be broken all the way through. Where like the Glenwood shingle, we haven't seen a lot of marring even, even with it. Having said all that, I'm told that the entire class of shingles and how the hail is measured and, and they're, they're redoing it and revoting on that process as we speak now. Um, it's, I really hope they don't, you know, dumb it down, I, I should say, or, or lower the standards. Yeah. I would like to see them actually increase the standards, maybe. So, um, I just, uh, something I've been fighting and something I bring up every time I talk to a roofing manufacturer or roofers around the country is I think it's our job to try to install better and better roofing so we have less and less customers getting their third roof in a decade. And you think of the amount of, of these shingles. Yes, a lot of them get recycled, but you know the dumpster companies and manufacturers are all going through changes around the Twin Cities too and where you, when you can dump stuff and where you can use that asphalt or, or not. But still, a lot of that goes into landfills. So uh, the, the less that we have to replace our home improvements, the better off we all are. And so often we, um, we just use things because it's quick, easy, and cheap. And it's just not how we should do home improvements, I don't think. No, no, for sure. What, what about the, uh, the actual application of these class for these heavier shingles, uh, is that is that more uh, a labor of love? Is it more difficult to install on a roof? The Glenwood, yes. Um, our Armor Shield uh, line of shingles, not so much. Um, Armor Shields are still it's a different material than asphalt, um, more of a rubber material. That's the base of the Armor Shield, so we can get by with three bundles to a square. Where the Glenwood shingle is actually a beefed up asphalt shingle, where it's ten bundles to a square, so it's a lot more weight. And it's a lot more going up and down the ladder and, and moving shingles around. There's like 10 shingles in a bundle, Denny. These things are thick. Well, you know, it's a, they're on your house. Oh, it looked yes. like we were going to shingle the neighborhood when they got delivered uh, there in Eden Prairie. You know, if it would have been regular shingles, we probably could have done five houses in the neighborhood. So, Well, the neighbors were hoping. Put it that way. <laughs> the neighbors were hoping. Well, the, the one neighbor did have uh, trees growing out of his valley. So, But uh, yeah. I think uh, we've uh, replaced those gutters with some leaf guards in the last few years. I think you're absolutely right. I know you're right. Uh, all right, I'm getting a signal time to take a quick break. We still have time for uh, uh, any home improvement question you may have, no matter how simple or how detailed. We'll uh, try to field those questions here in the next. Uh, any home improvement question you may have, no matter how simple or how detailed. We'll uh, try to field those questions here in the next few minutes. Here's our phone number, which ha- also happens to be our text number, 651 461 9226 from News Talk A3O WCCO. Welcome back to our home improvement show. Every Saturday at 9 o'clock hour, thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction, L I N D U S. Andy Lindus answering those questions as usual today. 
And uh, Andy, we did hear back from uh, Paul uh, from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. His question, uh, and I find that I've been trying to think about it myself. He says, are dimmer switches specific for LED lights or are they all the same? It seems to me in the dimmer switches I've put in in the last year or so, uh, I think they, they're, they're kind of qualified, aren't they? Aren't they listed as for LEDs or not or incandescent? Yeah, if you don't get the proper dimmer switch for an LED, um, not that a dimmer switch won't work with an LED, but it's not going to work nearly as good. Like as you move it, it's going to go all the way off. It's not going to barely, it'll barely dim. At least that was my experience with my LED bulbs. So you had to get a, a switch specific to two LEDs and um, again turn the power off to those areas um, at least that's that's what I would do my father I know it's happy Father's Day but uh, he likes to live a little bit more dangerously he's uh, he, he'll 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 he's uh, been known to switch an outlet or a switch without turning the power off and I've for me, seen that people makes, do uh, it that's uh, a, not, not me but I've no. seen some people you know who really know what they're doing I think but I uh, yeah um, I, sometimes I just flip the domain just to be safe on everything. I know it turns everything off, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not the I, electricity is not something I. Yeah, I spend a lot of time with Denny, so I am uh, very, very careful with it. I'm with you. Uh, for Andy Linda's question, what composite board would you recommend to replace a 23 year old wooden deck? Millboard, but replace your framing with it. Every couple Why of years, you get talked into reusing framing. Yeah, and um, every time we do it, we regret doing it. So I would just just say if you're going to redo your deck, redo the entire deck, put in all new footings, put in everything, and and be done with it. Millboard, and that's Millboard. Uh, uh, that's available to uh, us civilians, right? Yes, indeed. Okay. Interesting question just popped in. What kind of lawyer? Uh oh. Does one hire for contractors on a new build that did a poor job and their solution to the problem was unacceptable by the owner? The owner of the project was the construction manager. How would you unravel that one? Oh, it's a tough, tough deal. Um, I just was talking to a friend and a new home built. And some really shoddy things were done. Brand new windows that can't open, some outlets that, I don't know, it looked like somebody very unskilled cut the outlet into the, um, into the drywall or the, where the, one of their chandeliers or lights fixtures were hanging. The, the hole in the ceiling was bigger than the actual the, the plate that was supposed to cover it on both the outlets too. So imagine you have a brand new, almost a million dollar home and uh, you've got all the covers that you can see the uh, cut drywall behind. That's a thing. And they had owed the guy like $25,000 left and he's like, yep, nope, keep it, I'm done. It's a tough deal. And that's why choosing your contractor is very, very important. But uh, meeting with a, a lawyer that uh, specializes in doing small claims, um, but the Department of Labor, and the state and where there there's maybe some avenues you can take with them to get the corrective um, things that you want done or the punch list that you want done. There, it is a right to cure state. So the, the contractor does have a right to cure those products, but uh, that's a kind of a last step thing. There's arbitration you might be able to go through with the state. So I wouldn't be afraid to go to the, the, the Department of Labor and talk to your building official about what's going on there. But this is... Um, 
not uncommon with new construction. Not all builders are um, created the same. And uh, going through the process and staying on, on top of the details is is really important. And I know this, um, you know, it's been a been a hard uh, decade for new home construction. So keeping really good people and craftsmen that specialize in building new construction has become a little bit harder over the last 10 years. In fact, that's why I see a lot of these home builders are starting to get into remodeling. And uh, just because it's a, a little bit more consistent. Yeah. I was. I know we just have a couple minutes to go in the show, Andy, and I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, some of these homes that Lindis has worked on that are old. That maybe they're not on the National Register of Historic Places, but they're that old and some are. that neat. Yeah. yeah. What about uh, the windows? How do you how do you match windows that go along with the with the look of that house? We just have two minutes. Custom ordered um, from one of the the major manufacturers, uh, Anderson, Marvin, or Pella. We will try to get uh, as close to the existing windows as we possibly can. Um, you know, the woodwork, everything, it's a doable thing. We've worked on houses all around Stillwater, on Summit Avenue. And like we've talked before, Denny, the reason why we get those jobs is they'll have seven contractors come out and take a look at it, and we're the only ones that actually put numbers to it and give an estimate. Um, we love working on those projects. It's fun. Turning into a house that is, you know, pre-1900 at times, the things yeah. you see and the, the smells of just cutting into those wood, I don't know. It's its neat for me. It's neat to see, you know, where we've come in 100 years, 120 years, whatever whatever the case may be. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun for us. So I don't know why more contractors do. I know why they don't do it. We haven't usually don't make a lot of money on those projects. It's more about being fun because it's going to take a lot longer than an ordinary project. And no matter how much we try to price those materials up front, they always end up being more. So, it's uh, yeah, we do them all the time, Denny. It's a lot of fun. Well, it's a very special job, and you've got to be pretty precise. And I'm sure the, the, the finish work, the staining and whatnot, has to be pretty exact to follow through. But, yeah, that'd be, that would be fun. I'll tell you what, we have to leave here, Andy. Uh, for, uh, give us a, the month of June. Is, is, you know, we're in the middle of it. What kind of deals are fast now can we have? 75% off labor on the installation of LeafGuard gutters, Infinity Window by Marvin, and GAF Asphalt Roofing, lindusconstruction.com, best place to check us out. And we're glad to come out. All estimates are free. So if you're thinking yeah. about doing something on your house, have us come out and give you a free estimate. Give him a buzz this coming week, 844-9-LINDIS. Andy, let's you and I meet again next week. We'll do this again. Sounds great, Danny. Have a great day. Happy Father's Thank Day, you, everyone. You Happy Father's Day. Absolutely. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. I hope you join us tomorrow morning. We're going to be talking about your kidneys on our health show tomorrow morning in the 7 o'clock hour. Don't forget, Dad, tomorrow it is Father's Day tomorrow. Today we're going to reach about 85, but it'll be the 90s this coming week. Stay with us here.